Hello, welcome to Bantu Book Review. Thanks for joining me. I'm so excited to talk to you about the book that I read this week. It was amazing. I loved it. So I'm really excited, like I said, to share my reactions, my feelings, my thoughts. The name of the book is Benti. It's a part of a trilogy and it's written by Nnedi Okorafor. Awesome, awesome book. So I'm going to jump into Hate It or Love It by sharing a brief overview of the plot. Her name is Benti and she is the first of the Himba people ever to be offered a place at Umza University, the finest institution of higher learning in the galaxy. But to accept the offer will mean giving up her place in her family to travel between the stars among strangers who do not share her ways or respect her customs. Knowledge comes at a cost, one that Benti is willing to pay, but her journey will not be easy. The world she seeks to enter has long warred with the Meduse, an alien race that has become the stuff of nightmares. Umza University has wronged the Meduse, and Benti's stellar travel will bring her within, the deadly, within their deadly reach. If Benti hopes to survive the legacy of a war not of her own making, she will need both the gifts of her people and the wisdom enshrined within the university itself. But first, she has to make it there alive. Benti is Nnedi Okorafor's first story set in space. So like I said, this book was amazing. I'm going to start with the things that I hated. Number one, let me first say this is a coming of age story for a young girl, a young black girl. So there are certain things that are already going to be a part of her experience and they're going to be problematic, right? They're going to piss us off. Number one is the censorship and the fact that at various points throughout the book, throughout her life, throughout our lives, people are going to be like, no, don't say that. Don't do that. You know, be quiet. Just endure it. Just, you know, just shrink yourself. So it was really annoying that she censored herself at times when she had a right to be angry. So one such example is she has snuck away from home. She's on the shuttle going to school now. She's going to go to go to space and she's encountering all these otherworldly creatures that she's never seen before. They have never seen her before. So all of this is a shock. It's it's new for everyone. However, even though we're all curious, we're all learning what's out there in the galaxies you don't put your hands on people. So they're touching her hair, right? They're called Koosh. I believe that's how you pronounce the name of these people. They're called Koosh. And they have no cooth. Like, they're touching her hair. She has long, luxurious locks. And she has what is called Ojitse that she uses on her locks. Um, and there's a lot of context to the Ojitse because Benti's culture is actually based on Himba culture and the Himba people are from Namibia which is a country in southern Africa which I learned a lot about from reading this book but getting back to to the issue they were putting their fingers in her hair and I'm like girl you should have cursed them out so here comes the censorship thing because Benti was talking about the fact that her mom had counseled her to be silent around people like I said she should not have been silent how dare they the second issue um, that I had was the fact that um, at various points throughout the book, it became clear that Benti was a little bit insecure and she was a little bit, well, really a lot of it, self-conscious. 
And at times that seemed to translate into a lack of pride in her appearance and in her in her dark skin, uh, which I had a problem with. You know, I wanted her to be more encouraged and feel more proud and feel that she was beautiful. Um, but at the same time, I, I did understand how, you know, leaving her environment where people pretty much look like her and the standard of beauty was different. I understand how entering a different environment, you might, you know, feel out of place and feel a little bit ostracized, but I, I wish she was more proud and more confident. Um, but again, this, this was a young girl. Bensie's young. She's got to grow up and grow into herself. Um, so she gets a pass, but yeah, I just wondered if she was self-conscious because she was among people who were different. Um, and yeah, that was, that was annoying. Um, but what I loved was the subtleties, um, the parallels between the book and society at large, outside of the society and the, the, the world that the author, Nettie Okorafor, created. Um, this book really resonated in a lot of ways because I could relate. For example, um, Benty's going through a process that's I guess we'll compare it to like customs. You're traveling and security's tight and you've got to present documentation that verifies who you are. And so she says um, that she was feeling a bit of tension between um, some of the government security guards and she was feeling self-conscious because she had to present their ID and it just felt very intrusive. And so she makes the comment that government security guards were only educated up to the age of 10. Yet, because of their jobs, they were used to ordering people around, and they especially looked down on people like me. Apparently, they were the same everywhere, no matter the tribe. And I just, I really like the way that she put that. Um, and the fact that in this book, of course, the lack of edu education for government security guards would be intentional because, I mean, how much do you really need to know if the big ask in your profession is that you can just provide brute force without question and without reason? Um... And you know we can relate to that, living in these times with all this police brutality, and we won't go there. We're going to stay focused on the book right now. Um, love that subtlety. Um, and I had a love-hate relationship with the constant tension that Benty was feeling throughout the book between missing home and feeling that nostalgia and feeling like, oh, I, I want to be back there and experience the comfort and the joy of being around the people that I love and that I grew up with versus there's a call for me to explore the world and learn things about myself that I can't learn in this environment that I've always been in and adhering to these expectations that I've outgrown in a lot of ways. Um, but what, what triggered me is that she said, ignoring the people I loved was the only way I could keep going. So it's true. Sometimes you do have to put certain feelings to the side um, in order to stay motivated and to stay focused. But the selfishness of that, like I said, was really triggering because, you know, it's just very hurtful to, to put yourself in the position of a mother whose child has left. So the way that Bensie left was problematic. Let's start there. She snuck away from home and just went. She applied for the university highly esteemed, but she did all this and went through this whole process without telling anyone. And the few people that she did share with, they were not encouraging to her, her best friend, a young boy who's her age and um, was very much attached to the traditional values and the traditional way of life. And 
looking forward to the next prescribed step for what his life was supposed to look like. He was like, you know, I mean, yeah, you're qualified, you're smart, like you'd be awesome there, but you're not going to go. So people were discouraging her, which for as much as it's like, oh, girl, you didn't do it the right way. Like I do understand why she's like, listen, I'm just going to have to do what's best for me and explain later. It's kind of like a ask for forgiveness instead of permission but it's just it's very hurtful to think of somebody that you love disappearing without notice for an indeterminate amount of time and not communicating with them not knowing that they're safe like the it oh my gosh i just can't imagine it, it was heartbreaking so at some point and this is still along the lines of the love hate thing in the book at some point bensi boards the shuttle which goes directly to the university um, this is outside of Earth. Um, it's in space, far away, all these different creatures. So she's on this, this shuttle, which is actually a living organism. So at this point, the language is really scientific and the book is science fiction, but the lens of the story is like from a scientific standpoint in the sense that like the organisms are described in great detail and they get to talking about the mecha oh, it's just i i can't even do the language justice the the book is very well written um and and science is definitely Nettie Akorafor's pedigree because she the way that she describes things is like just amazing so anyways it's a living organism there are all these students from all over the place on the on the ship on the way to the university and all of a sudden the ship comes under attack and Benty is experiencing all the novelties of being around people that she's never been around before she's never seen humans like these before she's the only person of her kind that's on the boat um and it's in the sense that like she she just physically appears differently than the other people there's nobody on the on the shuttle that looks like her she has a crush on this kid and then the next thing you know you know she's getting carried away with her teenage dream thoughts and there's a massacre and all the people around her are killed right before her eyes and for reasons that we come to learn she's able to survive because of this thing called an idan it's like a metallic relic from the ancient world that she doesn't know what it's used for but it ends up being something that saves her and and the mystery of the Idan unfolds as the story goes on and in the second and third book we learn more about the significance of this relic and what it does but um yeah everybody around her is killed and as you can imagine it's really traumatic um but this massacre introduces a character called Oku and I don't want to give everything away but Essentially, Oku and Benti end up becoming friends. Imagine, you befriend a person who was a part of a massacre that killed everybody that you had come to know on this in this new phase of your life. So it's it's really crazy. Oku, of course, is a menace to her. He's like a mortal threat to her. He's actually trying to kill her, but can't um, because she's protected by the Idan. Um, but we later learn because Benti is also 
a masterful harmonizer. Oh my gosh, there are so many layers to this story and I'm not doing it justice. You just need to read this book. Long story, longer, but I'm trying to shorten it as much as possible. Benti ends up getting a story from this alien creature, Oku, who's not a person. Like I said, he's an alien. And what I gather from him, what he must look like is that he's just like a massive jellyfish. So enter Oku, who she learns that, um, like, basically the reason that these Medus, they're part of the alien race that the Kuish people are warring with. And the reason that they've massacred these people is because the university that Benti's headed to, the esteemed university, has actually stolen something that's really, really important to the Medus people and they have it on display in their museum you know so they 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 stole his stinger um the chief of the Medus has a stinger which is an important weapon for him and it's just a part of him and he stole they stole it and they massacred their people and took it against his will so they came the Medus came to get it back um and what they say which is really really powerful and it's like damn I mean as much as you want to hate these people you're like I kind of get where you're coming from. Their whole thing is humans only respond to violence. So I'm not really going to waste my time explaining my cause and trying to get you behind me and trying to negotiate the terms of the... No, I'm not doing none of that. I came to get what I came to get and I'm coming to take back what's rightfully mine. And you can understand that. But of course, it's just... It's like, God damn, did everybody have to die? These people were innocent and didn't have anything to do with it. But to the Medus, from their perspective, it's like, I really can't distinguish any of you from, from what I've seen throughout history, from the way that you have behaved toward my people. You're all the same and I'm going to treat you as such. And I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt because, because in order to survive, I have to do what's best for me. And that I'm, I'm not going to pay the price for trying to be considerate and, and potentially die or have my people killed again because I tried to extend a courtesy that maybe you're not deserving of just based on the way that you've behaved throughout history. Um, so yeah, it's a love-hate thing. And um, Oku is genderless. So he is not a male or a female. However, I'm saying he because for me, although a gender has not been assigned to him formally, he really does have a stereotypically masculine energy <laughs> in the sense that he, he's a hothead, he's prone to aggression, and he really does not seem to be able to compute his feelings. And it actually flusters him that um, Benti is emotional throughout their initial encounters. But rightfully so, because she's the only person left on the ship, aside from the captain, who she does not interact with because he's on a different part. She's the only person alive after they just killed everyone. And this jellyfish hothead is like confused as to why she's so emotional because he feels completely justified in his anger. Um, but yeah, he, he just, that just sounds like men. It sounds like my brother or my dad or someone who's like, cannot compute your feelings um love hate mostly hate and fear um in the beginning as far as benti and oku's relationship goes but eventually benti being the master harmonizer that she is convinces oku and the other medus their chief all of the people she convinces them that 
it's better for her to use her powers to get back the stinger that rightfully belongs to the Medusa people in order to avoid further bloodshed because they were going to the university to really set some set everything off like it was really about to go down but she convinces the people the the aliens to allow her to to keep the peace and to resolve the conflict uh with as little bloodshed as possible um moving forward seeing as how she's lost so many people um prior to the agreement um so they agree she's successful um and by the end i really do have to say that all in all i do come to like oku uh, because he's loyal and whenever it's come to blows in this book he's always with it and the imagery of that is really just hilarious so he ends up being one of my faves the themes in the book that i really really appreciated um like i said i'm not going to get into the plot because that that's where the juiciness is i gave some things away hopefully you've read it so i'm not spoiling anything but um the resilience required of this young girl is just it, it it's beautiful and it's unfair uh, but i still respect it because she has to be so strong and she really does not have a choice at all um she steps into this role as a leader in spite of feeling insecure about certain things and unsure of herself in in a lot of ways the defiance um that comes with you know the rite of passage as a young person coming of age and people are always telling you no and do this and people feel like they know what's best for you and they're trying to give you the blueprint for your life and she defies all that and defies the odds and and does what she knows is best for herself um i really respect that because a lot of times i have done this to young people I have had this been done to me as a young person, but we sometimes think that we know what's best for people when we don't. Um and and children and young people know a lot more than we give them credit for. And I think sometimes we try to protect them um from what we feel are bad decisions or rash decisions or decisions that have been made too quickly or decisions that have not been considered thoroughly enough. We try to protect them from themselves when really I think we should do more encouraging them to trust in themselves. So I appreciate that she was defiant and she went against the grain and she swam upstream. Um and uh this book really also made me think of the consequences of compliance in terms of of relinquishing the the fight in you. to the expectations of society, the expectations of your family, the expectations that come with maybe your cult- cultural heritage and and the traditions, you know? There there are consequences to that that are very real. Um but ne- Benty, I keep wanting to call her Nnedi. <laughs> Benty, um she accepts all those consequences. Um and and that means losing and damaging relationships and and losing people. losing friends um losing a piece of herself in order to grow parts of herself and develop parts of herself that she would never come to know without being so defiant without accepting the consequences good and bad um because for as many negative consequences as there were there were also positive consequences she learned so much about herself and so much about the world that you can't just read 
because she comes from a place where her people and in her culture, they have a lot of knowledge. Um, but there are certain things that you have to see for yourself, do for yourself, know for yourself. You have to see it with your eyes and touch it and feel it and just be fully in a thing to know that thing. And so she, she took all that on. Um, and so that was really important uh, because your life is your own. You know, you really have to take responsibility for your own life and your own choices and realize that you don't belong to your family and you are not possessed by your culture. These things are gifts to you to be cherished, to, to be cherished, but you don't you don't own them and they don't own you. And I appreciate the lessons that Binti came to learn and the lessons that I learned through her learning about about um just resilience and defiance. Um so yeah, I learned all that and uh, I really also appreciated the symbolism in uh, the, the otherworldly creatures and the way that we sometimes regard one another when we don't understand. Like I said, Bensi was a human that didn't look like any other human where she was going. And nobody looked like the people who she was familiar with, where she came from. Um, and sometimes we treat we treat each other poorly when we're ignorant um and so i i just appreciated that we we have all these otherworldly creatures that it's kind of like a a dramatized version of the way that we imagine other people when we don't understand it you know like they're like monstrous and and huge and on the outside they look like one thing but on the inside you realize how similar you are and this is something that Bensi learns about oku being this large jellyfish mass, um, they have a lot of things in common and Binti actually becomes one of the Medusa um, because in, in becoming an ally, she has to adopt some of their traits um, and, and that storyline gets developed a little further. But yeah, man, I learned so much from this book about um, the ways that we silence ourselves when we should take a stance and uh, the ways that the universe is always conspiring on our favor, even when we're like in the midst of a tragedy, because literally there were so many things that were tragic in this book. Um, but Benti persevered and, and it turns out to be pretty awesome until the next tragedy. Um, so, yes, um, those were some of the things that I loved, some of the things that I hated from the point of view of a young girl. And let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, wait, you know what? Let me let me also talk about the fact that um, <laughs> I appreciate I was a little triggered um, by some of her experiences again as um, a young girl who is coming of age, just identifying with with some of the ways that people try to stifle you and tell you to shut up and sit down and be small and be still you're a girl, right? And that's supposed to mean so many things about what you can't do when Benty showed that there are so many things that you can do. And I don't know if some of the ladies can relate. I'm sure you can. Uh, but I just want to share a time where I was personally stifled just to give the example that like when you try to stifle people, some people don't don't accept that. And I think I was I was I was similar to Benty as a younger person in the sense that you know, when people try to put me in my place as a, as a woman and as a girl throughout my life, I really gave them hell. So I had this one teacher in high school, right? 
This woman was a genius. She was a genius. I really respected her and she was ambidextrous, which I also really admired. And later on, I taught myself to be ambidextrous just because of being inspired by her. But anyway, for whatever reason, she would never call me by my name. This was my teacher in high school, right? And I received that subtle message that she was sending when she insisted on calling me little girl, right? Like she always tried to little girl me. She tried to son me all the time. And let me tell you, don't tell my mama. I'm going to tell you, all right? And I'm going to tell my mom when I get around to it. But this lady never called me by my name. She always called me little girl, little girl this, little girl that. Never. I don't think she ever said my name. Only little girl. So I gave her hell, like I said, one time. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I guess I do know why. But I used to get all my all my classmates to like be a little badass with me when I felt stifled by her. Um, so on one occasion, I remember like ripping up pieces of paper and like <laughs> throwing it up to the fan and then they like floated all around the classroom like confetti and that was just stupid like I don't know why I did that another time <laughs> I rallied up my uh my my classmates before we I don't for whatever reason this is high school so this it doesn't make sense that we even had to do this because in high school you're like 15 16 17 or whatever but we had to line up outside the class before we could enter I think it was because she was real strict that might have been it. For whatever reason, we used to line up outside the classroom before we could enter the classroom. And I don't know if she like gave us a once over and made sure like things were looking right and we were quiet enough before we could enter. For whatever reason, she wasn't outside and just we were all just waiting for her to like allow us to come inside. So I convinced them to hold hands and walk into the classroom singing We Shall Overcome. And this lady was mad as hell she kicked us out but anyway this is what happens when you cycle people some people fight back okay and Benty was one such person and I appreciated that moving on less about me more about the book so I can wrap this up I just I learned so much um and I really did appreciate so much about this book including the setting so this book is set and in like in outer space but it's based on the Hemba people who are from Namibia so I actually ended up learning quite a bit about Namibia and the Hemba people um including like the gender roles there and all the parallels between the book and the Hemba people uh helped me to learn about some of the customs which are very similar to the ones that are described excuse me in the book um, and also the use by the women and girls of the Ojitse, which is present throughout the book for their hair and the history of the German occupation and genocide, all that, um, the parallels between the, the Kush people and their constant intrusions on, uh, the society that Bindi is a part, Binti is a part of all that. So just read about it. It's so important. The author we weaves all this history all the science history all the black girl magic is woven into this book so seamlessly and it really is just such a great story to be honest i like the first book um i absolutely loved the second book and i'm sure the third book won't disappoint i haven't read it just yet but as a body of work um the binti series so far has really been one of the best stories that i've read in a really long time it really is otherworldly is dynamite is so well done so highly recommended. I needed this story. I think we all need this story. So read it. 
um, lingering questions from the book. What happens next? The sequel is called Home. So, of course, she's going to go home. And um, the question is how she'll be received. What happens next, right? When we reintroduce her to her old environment after she's been forever changed by all the experiences that she's had. She's got some post-traumatic stress that she's dealing with after seeing people get murdered literally in front of her, befriending the person who was a part of the murders, but this is the only person that she trusts. It, there's so much to unpack here, um, but I think the sequel will definitely address a lot of those questions, so I'm looking forward to the next episode. Definitely tune in. Moving on to the emotionally intelligent word of the day. We want to build this emotionally intelligent vocabulary. Get that EI up. My word, this episode is courteous. I'm feeling like it's important for me to understand and respect other people's space mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm feeling like you should feel like that too, right? It's important to be courteous. I'm feeling like etiquette is important in the Uber pool, in the book club. If you're in the back seat, I think you can wait to have that loud conversation with your mama, right? Please hold all that hot air. Get it off the back of my neck. Why are you yelling? Why? Be courteous. In the book club meeting, right? It's not a problem. If we have a difference of opinions, it ain't no problem. We're not fighting. It ain't no problem. Have some etiquette about yourself. Listen to what other people have to say and have to contribute to the group activity. Capital group. Be courteous. Be considerate. That's how I'm feeling. You matter, okay? You was kind, you was smart, you was important. Me too. Have some courtesy. Be considerate to your fellow travelers in this journey of life. Please, please, okay? That's going to wrap up the emotionally intelligent word of the episode, word of the day, word of the week. So what? why does this matter? I already told you guys and shared some of the parallels that I was able to connect from the book to real life, um, so much we have to do in the way of fighting against control. Um, and there's so much that we can learn from the experiences of other people. Um, and I think what's important in, in doing all that learning is really to listen and to do more in the way of putting ourselves in a position to learn the truth about who we are and the truth of who other people are. Um, but I think it starts from within, right? You have to be brave enough to look inside yourself to really be able to see other people for who they are. And that really requires some unpacking of bias, of prejudice. Um, it requires us to put aside a lot of the beliefs that we have that allow us to be comfortable in our ignorance. And reading has definitely helped me to learn things that are beyond my immediate frame of reference. But I personally need to take the learning to the streets. We all do, and we need to live it. Um, so yeah, that's why this matters. What are your takeaways? Did you read the book? What lessons did you learn? Let me know, hit me up, tweet me at Bantu Book Review. And the last thing I wanna do is just shout out to the people who are being solution oriented, the people who have re responded to the call to action. Um, I listened to a podcast called The Brown Liquor Report, which I love. I've decided recently that the only political commentary and updates that I'm going to allow into my space for the foreseeable future are ones that I choose uh, intentionally. And the Brown Liquor Report is one such 
um, source of, of news and political information. So yeah, that's where I'm getting my news from until further notice. Um, shout out to my book club for the awesome book recommendation. Like I said, I really, really enjoyed this book. And shout out to you guys for listening this week. Again, hit me up on Twitter and I will see you guys. Well, I won't see you next week, but I will be tuned in to Bantu Book Review uh, next week. So I hope to hope to find you here. Okay, guys, thanks for listening.